The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Elsewhere in Europe, away from the Commission, European leaders trying to come up, as I said, with a coherent strategy and message when it comes uh, to their response to what is happening in Israel and Gaza. Shona Murray is Europe correspondent with Euronews and she's with me now. So, uh, Shona, I understand this meeting is still ongoing, is it? Yeah, that's right, Kieran. It's been going on for the past hour and a half. Um, like you said, there is likely to be a coherent uh, you know, response from all the member states, which will, of course, uh, commit Europe's solidarity with Israel, the Israeli people, in addition, call for the release of the hostages who Hamas still have, but also uh, say that Israel has an obligation under international humanitarian law to ensure that citizens are protected in Gaza uh, and to talk about things like ensuring that fuel, gas, water, uh, food can get into those people, uh, that, they, that talk about the legal transfer of the population of, of Gaza to the south of Gaza to ensure that uh, hospitals have uh, you know, access to medical supplies, humanitarian access, and that children aren't being killed in their hundreds, as we've seen over the past few days. It won't be as explicit as that, but it'll just say under international humanitarian law. But there are the questions uh, that people have been sort of putting towards the Commission and the Council over the past few days. How much frustration is there amongst other European leaders? I mean, the the, the Irish uh, government, Leo Varadkar, Micheál Martin and others have been quite vocal in their frustration, even Michael D. Higgins, as we've been talking about. Mm. How much is that frustration shared in other European capitals with this perceived solo run that Ursula von der Leyen went on? Well, it's 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 everywhere because... What she's done is she's squandered European credibility when it comes to the rule of law. So many member states obviously have differing positions when it comes to Israel for historical reasons. Germany, for one, will never publicly criticize Israel because it has an obligation to protect the state of Israel given the Holocaust. France has the highest number of Jewish people in outside of Israel in Europe. Um, there are countries that, are, like that, like we said, that have relations to, to Israel because of what they did to Jewish people in the Second World War. And they will always have to support Israel. But what Ursula von der Leyen has done by omitting to call for the use of international humanitarian law is basically say European allies don't have to apply by international law, but other countries do, like Russia, because we've seen her and the EU being steadfastly critical uh, and rightfully, obviously, of Russia's um, killing of civilians, targeting of civilians, um, transferring populations, um, targeting of of children and so on. And, you know, Ursula von der Leyen has called that out in several occasions, saying that it's uh, war crimes. But then when Israel does something similar, i.e. the deaths of hundreds of children, of hospitals, of civilian objects, uh, of telling people, de- declaring that they want to do maximum damage and not accuracy as a priority, that also conjures up questions of war crimes. And why is it okay for Israel to do it and not Russia, when international law applies to everybody. Yeah, is is what's the perceived wisdom in Brussels, Shona, as to why she went on this sort of run? You can accuse her of a lot of things, but stupidity, I doubt, is is amongst them. I mean, you mentioned the reluctance in Germany to to broach any kind of criticism of Israel because of that country's history. I mean, it was this her being more German politician than president of the European Commission. Yeah, I think there could be a bit of that, uh, Kieran. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the EU has an obligation to uh, ensure that anti-Semitism and attacks against Israel don't happen. And, you know, potentially that's possibly it. She's a, of that tradition. She's a sort of a centre-right Christian Democrat. 
yeah, her relationship with Israel is sort of sacrosanct and Germany's is, and but she's not a German politician in this context. No. And even though she did, you know, go beyond her mandate, I don't think that's the issue per se, because remember, she's done that in, when she went straight to Bucha when we saw the Russian army um, massacring people there um, and the, the extent of the war crimes there. No one had a problem with that because it was a unified response to a barbaric war that Russia is perpetrating against Ukrainians. And this wasn't a unified response because what she's saying by not telling the Israelis to abide by international law is our allies are one thing, uh, Russia is another. And when, when the EU, have the past two years, the EU has been trying to go to the global south, to the African Union, and say to those countries, please get on board with our sanctions against Russia. Please support uh, you know, Ukraine in this fight. And there's been sort of a reluctance there. And they kind of have been saying, well, you know, mm. what's the West? The West is hypocritical at the best of times. What have you ever done for us? It's a colonial attitude. And this has kind of proven them they're right. And so a lot of the work that's been done to kind of get those countries slightly on board, that could potentially be squandered. So, and the EU also, Israel and Gaza and the Palestinian territories is in the e, in Europe's neighborhood. So, you know, if there's a regional spill out, spill out from this, mm. not just Ursula von der Leyen, then Europe suffers. So it's really important that the EU gets this right. Well, listen, away from the high politics, uh, the war is ongoing uh, in Gaza. People continue to suffer. Uh, hostages uh, continue to be held. Uh, so uh, suffering right across the board. Um, but uh, all of those uh, war crimes, as we've kind of been calling them because that's what they are. And they've published the fact that they were going to be committing these war crimes in advance by announcing that they were going to be shutting off electricity and water and other supplies uh, from the civilian population in Gaza. They are ongoing as well. And the civilian population suffering the consequences. Amongst them is Ibrahim Alaha, who is an Irish citizen uh, who was visiting uh, Palestine uh, to visit family, uh, was in Gaza to visit family and is now stuck there. Ibrahim, you're very welcome to the show. Um, can I ask you to describe where in Gaza you are and what the situation is? Okay, uh, <clears throat> currently I'm in Yunus uh, City, which is a city located in the south of Gaza Strip. Um, the situation is extremely difficult. Um it's a constant struggle trying to source water, food, um, energy, everything. We're a group. My my family, we're five members. Um, we're staying at my family house in Hanunis, but a lot of uh, friends and relatives have asked if they can come and stay in our house, especially that they live in Gaza City where most of the bombing is happening. So we've welcomed, welcomed all of them to our house. So now there's a total of 90 people who are living in a single house. Um, but as I said, there's a lot of struggle trying to source water, food, electricity, all our needs, you know. So, I mean, these might sound like silly questions, Ibrahim, but I mean, when you flick a light switch, is, is there power in the house? Do the lights come on? When you turn the tap, we, is water we, coming out? I mean, thank God we do have a solar system in our house. So our house does have light and we do have a battery system. So thank God we're okay in that. But when I look around us, there's no house, very little houses have electricity if they do have a solar system. The vast majority do not have any electricity. It's completely dark outside. And what about access to clean water, Ibrahim? Until yesterday, we were very critically low on water. We, I mean, 
no one was able. Most of us was were thirsty, and but thank God again today we just found out that the water supply was back again on. So we were able to fill all of our tanks. We have some emergency tanks that uh, tanks that we we filled them all. So. We're okay today on water, but the food is very, very critically low. It's it's a struggle to try to source a single meal for all of us. And what is your expectation, Ibrahim, as to what happens over the next few days? Once, uh, and if it is the case, it's looking more and more likely, if a ground invasion of Gaza commences, carried out by the IDF, the Israeli army? I mean, I don't know, and it's it's very difficult. From my past experiences, usually when war breaks out, it usually stays at least for 10 to 15 days. I'm not sure what's going to happen this time. So far, in eight days or 10 days so far, I, I, I've lost count of how many days. I think we've reached, the latest I've known was 2,600 were killed. I mean, that's a huge number. I just can't imagine what happens if, as you said, the ground invasion happens and if this war stays for, long, for a long time. I don't know how much of us here in Palestine and Gaza Strip are going to be left. I hear every day some people that I know are killed, their families are killed. A lot of people, we have people even in my house that have lost their homes. They don't have anywhere to go after the war finishes. So I don't know how this will end up. It's going to end up really bad. Is there a feeling there, Ibrahim, that this is as bad as as it has ever been in 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 recent never, years? Ne- never. This is this is ten times worse than what people. I mean, I'm just sitting with people. I've never. This is my first. Or sorry, this is my actually my second war. I experienced. I, I was here in Gaza in 2008. There was a war that broke out at that time. But talking with others. They're saying this is ten times worse than the what they've ever experienced before. I mean, we were just talking today. I think in two, 2014 there was a war, um at that time, uh, I think it lasted for fifty-two days. They were saying there was, I think, at that time, one thousand five hundred people were have have been killed. Now in eight days, that's we're nearly double that number. And. Where where you are, Ibrahim? Have you do do you see you know IDF fighter jets overhead? Are are you that close to? I don't know. I don't know if you can hear, but there's like a spying drones. They're constantly in the sky, twenty four seven, always, and you can hear them. They're you can hear. I, I, you can basically what I can hear. It sounds like there's a kind of a motorbike in the distance. Is that is, that's, that's the sound you're that's talking a about? Drone. Yes. That's that's exactly a drone uh, above in the sky. That's always in the sky. You might might hear it quite low, but it's really loud sound. Um, it's always in the sky. Jet fighters, we just see them. We can hear them when there's a strike. So from time to time, there's a bombing happening somewhere, and then you will hear the the jet flights. You know, flying around. I just would like to say that um, we, uh, the Israeli sold, uh, uh, army has told that. I've asked everyone on the north side of the Gaza ship to go to the south where it will be more safer. But unfortunately, that's not the case because I'm here in the south. I can hear bombings everywhere and I can 
I listen to the radio and, and I, I know that there's none of being people being killed here in the South where it's supposed to be the safe place. Unfortunately, do, that's not the case. Do you worry that what is happening in the North will ultimately happen in the South? You know, there, there have been bombings people, of this, of the Rafa people, border crossing already. Yes, yes. People are talking that um, what they fear is that they will slowly and slowly try to push that boundary more southwards. And that's what people are fearing, you know. What will you do, Ibrahim, if after the ground invasion is launched, if the IDF do continue to push southwards towards honest, your position? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And the problems, the struggle we're facing every day, we just, uh, there's a lot of things I'm thinking about. I, I don't know what will happen. I don't know. Have, have has the Irish um, embassy, uh, you know, in, in Israel? Have, have they been able to offer you assistance? Have they been trying to get you and their family um, out? They they are trying. I believe they're trying their best. And they there was some night hope that last Saturday the border was going to open. They have asked me and my family to go to the border last Saturday. Um, I we prepared ourselves. We took the very risky journey. It's around twenty kilometers away from my house. Once I got there, um, I got a call that I should leave urgently as soon as possible, turn back and go back home. I took the risky journey again and went back home. Since then, I'm getting constant calls, but saying there's no update. We're trying. We're hoping to get things resolved, but that's not the case. It must be, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine, I have no experience that I can relate this to whatsoever, Ibrahim. I can only imagine how frightening it must be for yourself and the family and children who are there in the house. Yes, it's, it's uh, absolutely, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know how to describe it either. Um, it's very difficult, very, very difficult. Well, listen, I mean, it, it's, to, to wish you well seems like kind of the understatement of the world to wrap up our conversation, but I'm not sure what else to say, Ibrahim. And um, I hope we talk again uh, soon okay. and that we, we find you well. Ibrahim Alaha, who's in, in Gaza and, as he says himself, lucky enough to find himself in southern Gaza at the moment, but they don't know how long uh, they will remain safe there. Uh, for uh, Grace O'Sullivan is with me as well, Green Party MEP for Ireland uh, South and uh, member of the Greens in the European Parliament, of course, as well. Uh, Grace, you know, we were talking a few moments ago to Shona Murray about uh, the Europe correspondent with Euronews about how the perception developed that the position of the European Union was that Israel were well within their rights to visit all of this death and destruction on the likes of Ibrahim. And that's because Ursula von der Leyen went to Israel and didn't mention international law or humanitarian crises or the need for restraint um, in their retaliation in the Gaza Strip. I mean, what should be the consequence of that for Ursula von der Leyen? Well, uh, Kieran, uh, good evening. And firstly, if I can just say to Ibrahim, uh, you know, my deepest uh, um, and sympathies really for all those uh, Palestinians who have lost their life and equally um, those uh, Israelis who lost um, their lives in this, the Hamas, uh, that Hamas terror attack. Um, now, the uh, 
it's also recent Ursula von der Leyen, I believe what she did was she had a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, she and the president of the European Parliament head, headed down, flew down to Tel Aviv. And rightly, as you say, um, Kieran, she, she really, um, you know, showed um, her support for Israel. And not at any moment in her visit did she um, show her support uh, for the Palestinian people. And I think, you know, here in the European Parliament today, there is um, real concern at her lack of judgment. The other thing is that normally Europe works best when we're unified. And, uh, you know, she, she missed that opportunity. Worse again, her commissioner, uh, Verheli, the Hungarian commissioner, went and announced on X that uh, all uh, funding to Palestine uh, would be um, uh, would be uh, seized uh, and shut down. And I mean, there's just such a, a, a lack of judgment, um, uh, you know, that really tomorrow she'll come into the parliament, she's going to speak here in Strasbourg. And I am really curious, very curious how she's going to uh, present herself. The uh, European leaders are, are in session at the moment trying to come up with some sort of kind of coherent uh, strategy uh, and messaging uh, on what is happening in Israel and Gaza. I mean, how much division do you suspect is going to be in that room? I, th- I think there will be division. Um, I think Ireland has um, really uh, taken a very strong um, and uh, a leadership position internationally. You know, um, we've been very fair in our um, con- condemnation of um, the, the attack from Hamas. We've also looked in the context of the Palestinian situation. Um, so I think there will be differing views. Uh, what I would like to hear is that. Uh, as a result of the meeting, they come out and they'll ask for a ceasefire to all the hostilities um, and, and try to seek some kind of a, um, a ceasefire agreement. Because if this doesn't happen, Kieran, we really uh, are uh, in grave trouble because we've seen now, as Ibrahim was saying, over nearly 3,000 Palestinians have been killed in the last seven days. Um, over nearly uh, 10,000 Palestinians have been injured. Um, you know, we know that the um, Israelis have amassed on the, the border with Gaza. We know that the pathway so that corridor out to Egypt uh, isn't open, uh, the corridor at Rafa. So, I mean, there's going to be horrific uh, bloodshed, uh, to my mind, if, if uh, Europe um, doesn't come together yeah. and uh, other countries internationally to try to come up uh, to, to get uh, Israel to uh, cease the hostilities and, and put pressure, yeah. of course, well, uh, on Hamas. And we also have the hostages being held. But um, yeah. today I met with the Palestinian ambassador here to the EU. And I mean, he's been an ambassador to the EU for years and he is very, very concerned well, that um, this is going to go on and yeah. on. So it's, it's well, if, if there is any update on that meeting amongst European leaders, I'll bring it to you here before the end of the show. Uh, Grace O'Sullivan, Green Party MEP, thank you very much. Thank you to Shona Murray, the Europe correspondent with your news. And a very special thanks to Ibrahim Alaha for taking the call uh, from the Gaza Strip. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.